do each year at this Mass. We want to kind of look back over the last year and look ahead at where it seems things are headed. We look back, there really aren't a whole lot of things that we need to say about the last year. Really only a few that stand out. The obvious, of course, is this virus, which I'm not allowed to talk about, so I can't say too much along those lines. I think you know where I stand anyway. But anyway, secondly, the fact that we've been shut down. For months, there was no public mass. Never in the history of the church has that happened. And so that's the piece, then, that we really need to look at. When we consider all of the things that are going on in the world right now, we do have to understand that they are using this virus for all kinds of purposes. And so we need to be able to see that. On the natural level, of course, that's what they're going to say is the reason why we had to shut everything down. I would 100% disagree with that. The reason why everything was shut down is because of that blasted Pachamama thing that they brought into the Vatican. They worshipped an idol in St. Peter's Basilica. And it was just revealed by one of the Vatican reporters just last week that the very altar that the Pope set that pot on, which remember, when we're talking about Pachamama, it comes in two forms, either the statue of the pregnant woman or a red pot with dirt in it. They brought the pot in and set it right on the papal altar. Mass has not been said on the papal altar for one year. Never has that happened, ever. Coincidence? I don't think so. Rather than repenting of any of this hideous nonsense, they actually minted a coin to commemorate it. The one-year anniversary, the coin came out in October to commemorate pagan worship, idol worship, in St. Peter's Basilica. There's no repentance of this. And that's going to once again have profound effects on the church. Not as much as what the first one did, because they were literally worshiping the blasted thing. But the fact that they're commemorating it the fact that they're not even repenting of violating the first commandment right in St. Peter's Basilica, right on the papal altar, directly above St. Peter's tomb. They're celebrating it still. We cannot underestimate the spiritual implications when we look at what happened 
and all the churches around the world were shut down for months because of that one act of apostasy and no repentance. I think this is going to ultimately lead to a split in the church, to a major apostasy, not just an act thereof. I think we're going to see some horrible things. And when we look at what's happened in the last year, especially with this virus, the biggest problem on the natural level, and consequently perhaps the biggest problem for many of us on the spiritual level, is fear. They have done a fantastic job of instilling fear as deeply as they possibly can. We are so afraid that we might get this virus. Really? Let me ask you something. How afraid are you that you might get a cold? Because you might. I haven't heard anybody running around saying, but I might get a cold. How afraid are you that you might get the flu? For most people, the flu is worse than this other one. So why are we so afraid? Why are we living in fear? We heard in the second reading that we are sons and daughters of God, that we have been given the Holy Spirit to cry out, Abba, Father. We don't need to be afraid. We need to trust. But we have lots and lots of people who are running around sad and depressed because they're listening to the liars on TV. I don't know why people continue to watch that stupid thing. As I've said over and over and over again, the best thing you can do with the thing is take it to the top floor of your house, open the window, and throw it out. Onto a sidewalk would be the best. Why would you believe anything that those talking heads on TV say? they have proven themselves over and over and over again to not tell us the truth. And if we haven't figured out in the last year that there is an agenda at work, then we are the ones who are deaf, dumb, and blind. We need to pray that God will open things up so that we can see. That's what this last year was all about. God has begun to expose the evil. And let's be clear that that's what it is. This isn't just about some unfortunate things that are going on. This is about a very malicious, intentional group that has horrible ideas for what they want to do. And as long as they can keep you and me afraid, they won. So we've got all kinds of people that think that 
presidential thing is all over with. And they're all bummed out. It's not over. It's far from being over. Yeah, the media is going to tell you Biden won. They're not telling you the truth. They're not telling you the other things that are going on. They're not telling you all of the different things that are happening. And so we walk around sad and depressed. Why? First of all, our hope is not in a human person. Our hope is in the Lord. That's what we have to be about. But even on the human level, this thing is not anywhere near over. Yes, it is the single most contested presidential election since 1876. And they didn't find out who the president was until March. It's just January. So we got a ways to go yet. We don't need to be worrying. We don't need to be panicking. We certainly don't need to be sad. But we do need to be ready. Because all of this has been done for a reason. And once again, it's to bring us into conformity with what someone else wants. So there's trouble, major trouble on the horizon. But again, we don't need to be afraid. We need to trust. We need to put everything in God's hands. Because there are two options. Either one, if Biden gets in, as someone rather arrogantly pointed out on the radio or on TV or whoever it was, heard from somebody else, they called into this show on a conservative thing and said, in 18 months, you guys will be gone. So in other words, if he gets in, they're saying, okay, we've got some time to put all these things into place. Biden doesn't get in, and Trump does. Their time has run out, and they know it. And it's going to be, as I keep saying, like cockroaches in the light. It is going to be utter chaos. Because now, instead of being able to put their plan into place over the next couple of years, they have to do it right now. And it's going to get ugly. But once again, we have to understand spiritually why this is happening. Because we have been lulled into not only mediocrity, but stupidity. We just want to believe that everything is wonderful, there are no problems. And in the meantime, these people have been hard at work for well over a hundred years, putting all of this into place, while they've lied to us every moment of the time, telling us that no, none of this is It's a conspiracy theory if you think about anything like this. How about it's the truth if you uncover the facts? 
The truth isn't a conspiracy theory. But it's a whole lot easier for people just to blow you off. It's a conspiracy theory. We don't need to listen to you. You're a nut. Remember, that's what some of the people close to Jesus said about him, too. So we need to be about the truth, because that's who Jesus is. He's the truth. So we have to be about the truth. Not bizarre theories and things. The truth. So what do they have up their sleeve? They're not even hiding it. I told you back a few weeks ago, in one of the homilies, Father Ripberger, who is probably the foremost, well, one of the foremost exorcists in the world at this point, made the point, which any exorcist would know from dealing with the demons, but he made it looking at society. He said, any exorcist knows that when the demons start acting up, when they come out of hiding, because remember the word occult means hidden, so when they come out of hiding and they start acting up, that's because they're getting really scared. They know their time is short, and it's about done. The exorcist knows that. He sees all this activity happening. He knows this thing is on the ropes, and it's about done. He's trying to make the person despair and think that it's hopeless. I'm not leaving. They can't make me leave. I'm, you're stuck with me. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. All their lies that they keep telling. Trying to get the person to give up. But the exorcist knows what it all means. It means we're just about done with this. At least with that particular demon. So Father Ripberger pointed that out and said, look what's going on. They're out in the open right now. They're not even trying to hide what they're doing. They're telling you what they're planning to do. And they're not even trying to keep it hidden. Because it's about done. They are finished, and they know it. But as long as they can keep convincing us, we've won, you guys are a bunch of losers, guess what, it's over. And we walk around sad because it's over. No! The demons are on the way out. There's cause for rejoicing here. We need to learn to be able to see it spiritually. So what are they trying to do? As I've told you before, look up the World Economic Forum. Look up Klaus Schwab. He's the leader of that mess. He's the one who's putting it right out there. They're not even attempting to hide it. It is the Great Reset, as he has termed it. Now, he has pulled this same stunt with a couple of other attempts. And I would pay him no attention at all. Except that it's come out of Biden's mouth. It's come out of the mouths of a number of people in Congress. It's come out of the mouths of a number of people who lead in business and the and economics. And it has come out of the mouth of Francis in Rome. That's when I realize this isn't just some nut over there who's trying to push something, they've all bought it now. But the Great Reset is going to be on every level. In fact, Schwab wrote a book just a couple of months ago, and in that book he asked the question, he pointed out, people keep asking the question, when are we going to get back to normal? 
And the answer, he said, is never. They have no intention of getting back to normal. None. Zero. Because they have a much bigger agenda. They want their one world government. And you know how close they are to that? About there. There's one man right now who stand, who lives out in Washington, D.C., who's standing in their way. That's why we need to pray for this man and for our country. There's a very unfortunate soul by the name of Jeffrey Sachs. For whatever reason, the Pope thinks he's great. Keeps bringing him over to the Vatican and he gives talks and, you know, counsel and so on. Well, put it in perspective, this is the man who was the head of the economics for Bernie Sanders, the socialist. In one of his presentations, as he was lamenting what was going on, he pointed out that at the United Nations, the vote on various things is routinely 185 to 1, and lamented the fact that the 1 is the country from which he comes, the United States of America. And we have to get rid of this man, who is the president right now, so that it'll be 100% everybody's on board. We're not on board. We're not going to get on board. Even if Biden gets in there, it doesn't matter. We're not getting on board. Because they've got an agenda that's straight out of hell. This is not from heaven. This is way too big for any kind of human intellect to be able to control. It is into everything, literally everything. It's not just about the economy. It is about everything. In the economy, they are planning on getting rid of cash. They're going to use the virus for that. You may have noticed at a number of stores, they won't take cash now because it might have the virus on it. We can't take your dollar bill because we might get sick. You may have noticed a couple of months ago there was a change shortage because they weren't giving anybody any change. They've already said that they're planning on not making any bills in 2021. So they're not trying to hide it. They want a cashless society. And there are a variety of reasons for that, which would take me way too long to go on about that. I probably think I've already gone on way too long, but that's okay. So it would take way too long to go into all the reasons why they want a cashless society. Let's just say it is not good. None of it is good. That's what they're pushing. They've been trying it. I think it's over in Sweden for the last couple of years. No cash. None. They want to get a chip into you. They want that desperately. But again, don't take my word for it. Look it up. Transhumanism is what they're pushing. That is a word that Schwab himself is using, but it's not just him. It's all over the place. And that is connecting you with the cloud, with the computers that they can put this stuff in you and 
isn't this just so wonderful that all that information out there on the internet, you can just have access to it. You don't need your smartphone anymore. It can be implanted right in your brain. You can have all that access. Boy, doesn't that sound just like somebody? If you just bow down and worship me, all this is yours. Yeah. But guess what? It runs two ways. So they're going to try and sell this idea of how good this is. But you've got to remember, if they put that in there, they have control of you, of your mind, of your emotions, of what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. But people are going to buy it because doesn't this sound cool? We can have all this knowledge. We can have all this stuff. Remember when I was in the seminary, Father, now Father Zulstar, brought me down to his room. He said, hey, you got to watch this show. I said, what show? He said, Star Trek. I said, what? He goes, oh, you got to see this. There was some creatures on there, and I think they called them cyborgs. They were half human and half computer. That's what these clowns want to do to you. Not quite the same as what they were doing on that show, but that's essentially what they want to do. And they're calling it transhumanism, beyond human. There's a reason why they call this AI, artificial intelligence. It's not real intelligence, it's artificial. And someone else is controlling it. And if they can control that, they can control you. So think long and hard before you let them put anything into you. Which, by the way, they probably aren't going to tell you that they're going to put it in. Because you would probably tell them no. So again, I can't say anything else because I'll get in trouble for saying it. But put the pieces together, you can figure it out. Don't let them shoot anything into you. That should be clear enough. They've got an agenda. And we need to stand against it. So we look at it and say, well, we prayed the Te Deum a few minutes ago. The church's prayer of thanksgiving. Why, in the midst of all the darkness and all of the stuff and mass being gone for months and all these, why should we be saying, praise God and thank God? Because in 2020, he allowed people to start seeing 2020. He's lifting the fog so that we can start to see clearly and recognize that this is evil. And that's going to continue because people still aren't seeing it. And look at what happened in Minneapolis just a few months ago. They brought 75,000 people and paid them to burn Minneapolis down. This is evil. But they're not going to stop. They're going to cause the chaos. Because that's the way the devil's going to work. 
And so we need to be prepared. By that, I don't mean you need to have your house stacked floor to ceiling with ammunition so that you can fight back. No, no, no. We need to be prepared mentally and spiritually to be able to deal with this. We heard in the second reading that when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son born of a woman, born under the law. Well, the fullness of time has come, and God is going to send his mother, not his son this time. He's sending the woman. Praise God. As we celebrate her greatest feast today, that she is the mother of God. There is absolutely nothing in the created world that comes even near to the dignity of being the mother of God. And she is our mom. And she is the one who is going to come. The Lord came to her 2,000 years ago so that he could come into the world. Now he is sending her so that we can go back to him, so that we can get our act together and be able to be focused where it needs to be. And so we hear the blessing in the first reading. That is where we are at. So if you think about what's happening, yes, the evil, because it has been moving at a very rapid pace for a long time, it hasn't stopped yet. And it's not going to stop for a little bit. But you can see the good beginning. You can see it rising up. The light is beginning to shine in the darkness. And yeah, the darkness is still there, and it still has the greater part right now, it seems. But it's done. So yeah, we've got some ugly stuff to deal with. So what? It's time that we stand up and be counted. For the first time as Americans, we get an opportunity to really stand up for our faith and be able to say that we believe in Jesus Christ and that is who we are going to serve. He is our master and none other. But we also have an opportunity to stand up as Americans. Someone rather astutely pointed out yesterday that when all this is said and done, there probably aren't going to be Republicans and Democrats anymore. It's going to be patriots and non-patriots. So make a choice. Whom will you serve? We just need to look at what's going on. If you haven't done so, which lots of people sadly haven't, read the Constitution. Read what's there. We have the First Amendment, which tells us that there is freedom of religion tells us that there's freedom of the press. We have freedom of speech. We don't have that anymore. Because all these places have decided that they can censor whatever they want. So again, how long are we going to tolerate it? As this continues, and they are going to try, Tighten everything up. Tighten down the thumbscrews a little bit more. Try to destroy. That's what they're about. They want to destroy what this country is about. 
and they want to destroy what our faith is about. Because remember, a one-world government needs a one-world religion to go with it. So that's the direction they're headed. Just understand that. So that as you see these things beginning to reel out, it's not just that I am an absolute nutcase conspiracy theorist who just has a pulpit to be able to shoot off my mouth. Now it is about to be able to say, look, here's where we're headed, here's what they want. Be prepared. As this is what we're going to be seeing very, very soon. So that's what we have to be. Don't be afraid. Rejoice. Praise God. Look at God at work. When did he come into the world? In the fullness of time. When things were really, really bad in Jerusalem. How did God operate? Look at the cross. He didn't say, okay, I sent my son to the world. Everything's fine now. No, Peter didn't get it. No, heaven forbid that that would happen to you, Lord. Oh, no. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. He pushed it all the way to the end. Jesus died on the cross and he was buried. It looked hopeless. There is a reason he told us that the jaws of hell will not prevail against the church because it's going to look like it did. He wouldn't have had to tell us that if it wasn't going to look like it was going to happen at some point. The church is going to be crucified. It's going to look hopeless. And when it happens, we need to rejoice. Just as we can look at it and say, thanks be to God for the love of our Lord who was willing to accept all of this and go to the cross and die so that our sins could be forgiven. Now it's the church's time. Praise the Lord that we get an opportunity to do this. We don't need to be afraid. Of what? That we might die? May I remind you what our faith is about? It's about eternal life. So if we die, praise the Lord, because then we get to go to heaven. We get to get out of this mess. We don't have to deal with it down here anymore. We can be like St. Therese and pray for everybody else from heaven. Heck of a deal. But you know what? God has created us right now in the midst of this mess for a reason. Because he wants to raise us up to be saints in the midst of this. What a blessing. What a cause for rejoicing. Not to be afraid. Stand up for Jesus Christ and stand up for what it means to be a real American. Because you have the freedom to profess your faith. That's a guarantee. They're trying to take it away, but that's the guarantee that is there right in the Constitution. So don't back off. Don't be afraid of these clowns. The way that I describe a demon to people when they ask me, and this is critically important to understand because it's the way these people are. A demon is the cross between the worst, nastiest, disgusting, dishonest attorney that you've ever met and a sophomore male.
So they will violate every rule. They will take advantage of everything. They're smart. They lie. They do everything wrong. They'll mouth off like a 10th grader. And as soon as you come near them, they run away because they are a bunch of weasels and wimps. But as long as they can sound tough, as long as they can act like they're in control, we run around being afraid of them. You don't need to be afraid. They're afraid of you. That's why they're doing what they're doing. You know, some people, when they talked about the devil, they said, he's a dragon in the dark and a lizard in the light. As long as he's in the dark, it's like the great Oz doing all these things. As soon as you pull back the curtain, you find out that it's just this little lizard. What do we have to be afraid of? Step on the stupid thing. We're in control. Not we, our Lord and our Blessed Lady. So as long as we're with them, we have nothing to fear. So put the fear aside. Don't live in fear any longer because you've been set free from it. But the only way is union with Jesus. And the best way to union with Jesus is through his mom. And he knows that. That's why he's sending her to be able to bring all of her kids back home and say, look, you need to be united with my son. That's our call. That's the blessing that has been given to us, to have the face of God shine upon us, to be able to see him face to face for eternity. This is the fullness of time when God is going to act in our time. Praise the Lord. Don't lock yourself up. Don't cover yourself over. Don't cower in fear. Stand up. Because that's what the Lord told us to do. He talked about the signs of the end of the world. He said, when you see these things happening, lift up your head and stand up because you know that your time of salvation has arrived. That's not the end of the world. But we can see the things going on. Stand up and count yourself for Jesus. Because that's where we're at. What a cause for joy. What a blessing. So that's what we need to be about as we begin this new year. It's going to be ugly if you look at it on the natural level. Keep focused on Jesus and Mary, and there's cause for rejoicing. It is a great blessing. It is a great joy. So with that, why don't we pray together, Divini Creator Spiritus, and ask the Holy Spirit for the grace that we're going to need and to be able to receive that plenary indulgence that comes with it. Come, Holy Spirit, Creator blessed, and in our souls take up thy rest. Come with thy grace and heavenly aid to fill the hearts which thou hast made. O Comforter, to thee we cry, O heavenly gift of God most high, O fount of life and fire of love, and sweet anointing from above. Thou in thy sevenfold gifts are known, thou finger of God's hand we own, thou promise of the Father, thou who dost the tongue with power imbue. Kindle our sense from above, and make our hearts o'erflow with love, 
with patience firm and virtue high, the weakness of our flesh supply. Far from us drive the foe we dread, and grant us thy peace instead. So shall we not, with thee for guide, turn from the path of life aside. O my grace on us bestow, the Father and the Son to know, and thee through endless times confessed, of both the Eternal Spirit blessed. Now to the Father and the Son, who rose from the dead, be glory given, with thou, O Holy Comforter, henceforth by all in earth and heaven. Amen. So remember, pray the Hail Mary, the Our Father, and the Glory Be for the intentions of the Holy Father. Make sure you've got a confession either in the last 20 days or in the next 20 days, and receive communion that time. Pray for the grace to be detached from every aspect of every sin so that you can be able to receive full plenary indulgence.